there, I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm back with Dr. Stanley Ward, and we're going to talk about how to beat burnout for yourself, your family, and your team. Dr. Ward knows that the world needs leaders committed to both relationships and results, right? He's combining the two, which I love that. He partners with leaders to reduce unnecessary conflict, beat burnout, and create sustainable positive change that they can succeed, both personally and professionally. Dr. Ward's clients experience transformation within three months of starting their work with him, and they report lasting results long after they complete a six-month coaching program. So join me in welcoming Dr. Stanley J. Ward. We're going to talk about how to beat burnout, even if you're not a corporate uh, entity and you just have your own company like myself, you know, burnout's a thing. So we're going to talk about it right now. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I am back and I am with Dr. Stanley J. Ward. He is the founder of Influence Coaching. And we're going to talk today about how to avoid burnout. You know, we all go through periods of burnout um, and this is his game on how to teach us how to deal with burnout, conflict, and that type of thing. So welcome to the show, Stan. Thank you, Kathy. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about your your journey to get to where you are. Um, I would expect we're going to go into the backstory of burnout, but uh, talk to me about how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, so some of it is in 2015, I was presented with really a life-altering medical diagnosis, and it was pretty bleak. And uh, some friends of ours heard about this. They have a connection with the Mayo Clinic. I went up to Mayo, and after two weeks of poking and prodding by the best medical minds in the country, if not the world, uh, my doctor sat me down and he said, Mr. Ward, tell me how you deal with stress. And so that was the beginning of a journey of learning to appreciate the power of stress, the importance of managing it. I was already working as a leadership coach at the time, but that really helped focus my practice to take stress much more seriously. And so that's why the emphasis on helping folks beat burnout, managing uh, conflict in a constructive way and creating sustainable positive change. Yeah, so how did you use to handle stress? Yeah, uh, well, you know, the reason I'm, I'm balding is there's so much going on up here, right? So, so <laughs> a lot of ruminating, a lot of internalizing it, you know, carrying it in my gut. You know, essentially what had happened is my digestive tract had just ceased functioning and was having trouble eating any solid foods, chronic bacterial overgrowth in my gut, uh, lost a lot of weight, got really weak. Um, you, you know, the local prognosis was maybe end up right having to do tube feedings and just some awful stuff so and come to find out it was it was really self-induced uh it was, it was a physical problem yes i mean there are mechanical issues there but it was a stress response that i had created in my system 
That's incredible. And it's good that, you know, it's amazing actually that a doctor would actually say that because, you know, Western medicine, I think they're getting more and more feeling about the emotions and the mental health, the mental, you know, capacity of how it affects our health. But that was a huge blessing for you, I'm sure, for him to sit you down and say that. So uh, now you've transitioned into someone who helps other clients do that. Can you talk to me about a story that uh, of one of your clients? Um, a, a transformational story on where they were and what they worked themselves through and how they ended up with after working? Yeah, um, so one is coming to mind, uh, physician, uh, clinic owner, and in her situation, of course, you can imagine right now with all that's going on in not just COVID, but the changes that the medical industry has seen, the amount of paperwork folks have to do, uh, she really was at risk for some pretty serious burnout, possibly career changing type stuff. And by working together, we were able to get very specific kind of laser focused on what was leading to that sense of overload that was causing some of the burnout, uh, helping her tap into things so that she was able to be in a healthier space emotionally to help her create more margin as well, physical margin, and then helping her really just feel more effective by recognizing what was worth addressing and then what was just taking up a lot of mental space that could be let go of mm. when you say physical margin what does that mean well uh there's only so many hours in the day right yeah. and so figuring out how to spend that time and dealing with the constraints that your body puts on you i mean that was that's been part of my journey uh there's a lot more things i would like to accomplish in a day then A, there's hours for, and B, then, then my body will, will necessarily let me accomplish. And even saying that, it's like, oh man, I hate to admit it. Um, but yeah, we are, we, are, we are creatures who have limitations. Uh, and yeah, we can make amazing things happen, but part of that happens when we respect the raw material that we're working with, when we understand what keeps that raw material in a healthy state so we can make our contribution to the world. Oh, I love this. This is a completely different uh, shift of terminology that I've ever heard. So, you know, your physical margins, you know, of course, I talk a lot about the, the usual, the biological clock, when are you up, when are you down? Uh, but as far as the margins that you can protect your physical body with, I think that's really a cool thing to think about. I, I like thinking about it that way. Um, well, you know, you're an expert in organizing, right? So, uh, I would say part of this is helping people organize the things that put energy back into their system and scheduling that. Uh, that's been one of the biggest shifts I've seen for folks is as they get intentional about the energy in component, it helps them manage the energy out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And giving time to create the energy. You know, the more organized you are, the more time you have. And then you have time to actually nurture your body and you know, honor your body and give your body some fun, some jumping up and down time, or basically some Z time, whatever the body needs to replenish. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, that's, that's really amazing. What's one lesson that your business has taught you that you were like, oh, I mean, I know you went through your own journey, but I, I think our clients sometimes are our best teachers. What's something that was an aha moment for you that you're like, oh, okay, I get that now. Wow, that's so good, yeah. I, Working, so what I'm hearing really is a question about working with clients, kind of what are some things I've learned from them? Yeah. Yeah, I, so the importance of the stories we tell ourselves is probably the biggest thing. Mm. Um, 
you know, there's, all, there's the thing that happens and then there's how I interpret what happens. And the closer those are aligned or the more healthy the lens is through which we're seeing that experience, the more we're able to sustain ourselves, the more we're able to have emotional margin, possibly physical margin. Um, you know, I think of a client the other day who's <laughs> so funny. He was getting frustrated because people were slow to answer his emails, right? And he was frustrated <laughs> because he was just constantly on email, answering things as quickly as humanly possible. And in part of that conversation, he realized, oh, wait a minute, I've put this burden on myself. So now I'm stressed out feeling like I have to answer everybody's stuff. And that urgency is not being felt by these other parties. So, so maybe I can, again, have some more margin where it's not as urgent as I felt like it was. <laughs> I think that's so funny because I have a lot of clients who uh, actually I teach them to do an email signature that says, hey, in order to help my clients more, I do not check my emails every minute. I check them twice a day. If you need something important from me, you know, text me, call me, do something besides email me. So I think what happens is we're all trying to operate at the speed of life. We're, we're all in that operate. Oh, quick, 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 instant, instant, instant. And, you know, we can get sober now doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good for your client that he came to you and you were able to have a come to talk with him about that because you just, you just can't. And, and people don't, they don't care as much as you care about your business or even responding. <laughs> so get light and happy with that. Um, so when you have a success, in your life or in your business? I'm asking this now for everybody. How do you celebrate? What, what's your little celebration um, routine? Or how do you really uh, say, yeah, go? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just highlight it. Uh, so one of the things we do in our family, in our, actually my daughters are now in college. So we used to do this when everybody was at home. But uh, on Sunday dinner, we would basically say, okay, share three successes of the week. Uh, and so we still do kind of variations of that periodically in the evening. Uh, even if it's just my wife and I, we may talk about, okay, what were some of your successes of the day? So just verbalizing it alone can be very helpful as well as people I've worked with have encouraged me to, at the end of the day, highlight, list three things. What were three things that went well? Just to get that feedback, to see it in writing or to verbalize it and let yourself experience the endorphins. Yeah, exactly. You know, take the time to actually stop and, and consider uh, what you've accomplished. And, I, you know, when I work with families all the time, and I, I talk about the family meeting on Sunday, which is exactly what you were doing, you know, in the family meeting on Sunday, you're not only prepping for the week, but you're actually talking about what was the great thing? What are the three things that happened to you that you loved? And then what, what gave you lemons, you know, just have a, a, a dialogue between family. But I think the most important thing is, you know, what really great thing happened to you? And, you know, turning that into, I love the idea being a writer of writing it down because it is like you're, you're making it more solid in your mind. Yeah, I did that. That's really cool. So cool. Um, that's great. So, okay, being a, a professional organizer, I have to ask, what, what is your favorite organizing hack or program or something that you use that really supports you with your business, Dan? Yeah, it's a great question. So again, I, I joke that there's a lot going on up here. That's why you know, it's this heat coming off this thing. And so, you know, the thing that sometimes I'm the least organized with is just there's so many thoughts running through my head. And how do I sort all that out? 
So years ago, I started practicing bullet journaling. I found that to be really helpful, uh, kind of migrating that with Evernote or integrating that with Evernote. Evernote's just a catch-all for me. Uh, that helps me manage those ideas. And, and then just practicing the 80-20 rule. So yeah, I capture a lot of ideas, but I, I'm not acting on all of them. I try to really focus. What are the 20% of these things that are going to give me 80% of the results? Put the time and energy into that. Yeah, what's going to move the needle? And you're right. I, I, I'm, I'm so guilty of the 80% just creating, 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 you know, and not really, you know, following up on, on the other stuff, the 20% that will actually move that creation down the road. Uh, yeah, and I, I love Evernote myself, uh, for sure. Oh, good. Oh, it's a great tool for sure. And the fact that it will transfer over all your devices is just a great thing. And yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Okay, so if you could turn back time and you could talk to your 18-year-old Stan, probably had hair at that point, maybe, what would you tell oh, him? Oh, man, beautiful hair. <laughs> beautiful hair. Yeah, so yeah, enjoy the hair while you got it. Gosh, yeah, 18-year-old self, I, I would say, man, just relax. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, buddy. It's going to be okay. That's, okay. that's probably the, the, the first thing I would say. Yeah, I love that. That's it's so important because we're, I don't know, I was so relaxed at 18, I wasn't paying attention, but I would tell my 27-year-old self that for sure. When I started yeah. trying to move and cruise and Zoom, it's like, don't be so serious. You know, it's, it's, all, just, it's all just a journey. I'd also tell myself to buy stock in Apple. That would have been a good time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what's a memorable moment that you've celebrated in your career? What, what can you think of that was like really like your yay? Oh, man, that's so good. Um, oh, wow. There's so many. Um, you know, I like to write, as you talked about. And so anytime when those writing projects are done and that book is on the shelf, oh, that just feels so good, so cool. Um, conversations with people where they've talked about not only has a, a coaching item helped them at work, but it's helped them at home. That, that work-life integration for me is so important. And so those, those moments really impact me. Um, kind of like you, you're talking about the family meeting piece, again, helping folks with skills that really help them show up both at work and home. Anytime that happens for me, that's a jazz hands moment. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Oh, I like the jazz hands. Oh, I can start. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. It just feels good. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Having the integration, I think as all of us that help our clients, we want it to transfer into all the other areas of their life. That way we know that it's been integrated and that they get it. They're like, oh, okay, I understand that now. And then it transfers over. And I also, I think that the more that you help the person in the family, the family benefits, and then the family grows and expands as well. You know, the fact that, that your people, that your family had the Sunday meetings, I'm positive that when your children grow up, they're gonna follow a similar pattern and incorporate some of that really gravy, groovy stuff that you taught them. So it's gonna go on and on and on. And that's the way that we can affect lineage and affect uh, more lasting effect than just the one person that's sitting right in front of us as a coach or as a, as a helper. That's good. Um, okay, so what should I ask you? What should we talk about that we haven't really covered on? Is there anything in your brain that you just want to tell these people? 
Yeah, so it would be this idea of self-care, that self-care is not selfish. Uh, I know for me, I have struggled in the past with that term and probably still have of some little bit of wrestling with it. But, but once I realized that I don't blame my car for telling me to change the oil, right? And, and the reason that is, is because it's carrying me, it may be carrying my family, it helps me get back and forth to work. Uh, to see self-care really as kind of the self-maintenance things we do that help us show up for the people and uh, organizations we care about, right? Yeah, I really like that. And it's so true. And oftentimes, self-care is the last thing on our list. So I think putting self-care first is the least selfish thing that you can do. I'm in complete, complete alignment with that. And I'm sorry, gang, for calling you these people. I just said, what am I, what am I doing? I'm saying these people. I really mean you listeners out there. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Please accept my apologies for calling you these people. That was a little bit cray cray. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, self, self care is where it's at. Uh, I am in, in complete alignment. So uh, I know that you probably have something that you're offering the audience, not these people, but you people out there that are listening. Uh, what can they download? Well, I heard these wonderful people. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> these wonderful people. Maybe the internet glitched when you said that, but that's what I heard. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate that. Yeah, happy to help. Yeah, I would ask, I would encourage folks to go to, the, go to coachingforinfluence.com slash burnout. And there you can download the formula for beating burnout. It's a free PDF. Uh, it, it gives you not only a formula to help you sort of predict where you're at on burnout, but it gives you action items you can take to help you stay in that healthy place. That's fantastic. And I'll put the link below in the show notes for sure. So they can just click and so you can just click and download it. What's your first thing that you would do if, if, if you're feeling burnout? What's the first step that someone could take besides downloading the report, which you all should do? But the one thing that you stop, what would be step one? Yeah, uh, so it's going to be a little step 1.5-ish maybe. Uh, it, but that's this idea of, okay, recognize you're probably in fight or flight way too much. Mm. And so that's just wrecking you. And so just as simple as the take a second, in, inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth, right? That inhale that comes all the way down to the belly and an exhale that's longer than the inhale. So maybe I inhale for a count of three, Exhale for a count of six. I mean, just giving yourself that gift at that moment, repeat it two or three times, and that's going to start helping you get back in that parasympathetic state where rest, healing, and digestion can happen. What a fabulous tip. I love breath work myself. I do breath work all the time, and I think it's so important um, to just maintain that balance and equilibrium. And again, give your, give your brain a, a break. <laughs> You know, don't, don't overwork your brain. Your brain is on its own, just, you know, happy as a camper going as fast as possible. And I do think that breath work really does help relieve that flight or flight. You, you actually, well, you have an understanding of where you were like, oh, oh, okay. I was in fight at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our brains are processing way faster than we're able to recognize. And so when that tension comes up in the body, that's telling you it's, it's time to breathe. Yeah. 
Breath work, breath work, breath work. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate your generosity of uh, giving the audience a download. And I wish you much success. And thank you for your time, Stan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kathy. It's been a fun conversation. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.